0: generations to get this urge stay woke young and avenge these nerds uh. welcome back we to another episode full intro we did oh no it's been short a little bit oh, <laughs> but it's been extended at the end but you know it's been short a little bit to fit to get ready you know all the rebranding stuff what's up guys it's nerds it's your boy sebastian it's your boy law anybody tone from across the hall in case if you guys are wondering who we have on here today, he was one of the judges at this year's ImbionCon's convention. Uh, we want to give it up for Mark Candle. What's up, Mark? Welcome to the show.
1: What's
2: up? Show? Also,
1: thanks for being a part of. Uh, thank you for being a part of ImbionCon. That was great. Oh, that
2: was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. I've actually been, I just featured one of the folks who, uh, who submitted themselves for the cosplay contest today. Cause I've just been kind of, I want to get them out there. So I've been taking each cosplayer and throwing them up on my wall and saying, Hey, you guys got to see this stuff. So, nice.
0: so, so Mark, here's the million dollar question. How tough was it to judge that contest this year?
2: <laughs> I may never judge again. That was, <laughs> what? Oh, that was. I have no problem suiting up and standing in front of a panel of people and going, give me your best shot. I, I'm okay with it. Most of the time, I'm just doing it to get through the door and get some free storage space and bag check. So I don't care if I win. But uh, judging people based on that stuff is is brutal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, that was everybody brought it
2: everybody Mm. brought it everyone was great and then when you start judging uh that you guys had in a while yeah 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 well there was some incredible stuff i i I think one i mean i think we can all agree one person you know took the lead very early on with some Mm. with some stuff i'd never seen before done on costume but then from there parsing out who should get what that was extremely uh tough
0: well, I, I love the conversation, though, because I, I definitely was involved with the judges chat and how um even like, you know, with chatting with Jason and everything, how you guys was like, yo, I'm seeing stuff that I want to use for my cosplay. And then you guys, um after we were like done with even the, the cosplay panel and just seeing the chats and then how you guys are just like, you know, even just sharing chips with each other. And I was like, I, to me, that was pretty cool again. And it was like, but it was a tough competition this year. I mean, uh, international submission this year, which was really great. So I was like, Oh right. wow. <laughs> but, um, before we get into what if again, Mark is joining us as a co-host today, we are going to get into the announcements because nerds got some announcements. We got announcements. We always got announcements. So, please if you're not already doing it please subscribe to the youtube channel we'll give you all the updates and everything um new creator series are coming out um they're just a little behind right now um again so we are coming out with some great creator series um there is a new one that is coming out featuring lauren Lauren clover so that's the next creator series and then we're gonna get into fugitive comics right after that um also to some quick announcements and the links are in the description both tony and law have been on GS for Geeks, so if you go in the descriptions wow. for this um video for this live today after the show, you can actually so see both of those interviews. And I'm gonna be picking on Sean
1: from Pepper today.
0: Oh, there we go. Pepper He's has joined the in, boy. And Pepper, our mascot. Wow. <laughs> Also, too I got a beef to pick with Sean and 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 Charlie because you know we know who we know who Charlie's favorite is. We know who Sean's favorite is. I'm like, that damn, guys, y'all left me out. Y'all better have some stone codes for me. <laughs> I mean,
1: like sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that was tone. cool that's, that's, not on that's, on really...
1: that's literally not, not even on me and told.
0: It's, it's we a really gave cool you the
3: shout out that you started the whole thing and that we you did know, our due you, diligence. You, uh, it are, was... you are the linchpin, you know? So like, you know,
0: <laughs> but at the end of the day, guys, if you're not watching those interviews, please go ahead, watch them. Subscribe also to sketch feds channel because give them a lot of support. They got some great guests coming up at the interviews and, they did uh, with Tony and law. Awesome. This week,
1: right?
0: Yeah. This week, tomorrow night. Um, but also to us tomorrow night, we're doing a first, which I think is awesome. Um, and we want to give uh, MLA uh, Entertainment a big shout out. Keiko, who had reached out to us during the pandemic to come onto the show, built a great relationship with voice actor who runs MLA Entertainment. We're actually going to be doing a live table read tomorrow night, 930 Eastern Standard Time, which is a nerd's first. And so it's pretty much a majority of the cast is going to be reading their lines from one of the episodes, um, Inf- um Project Infinity. And what's cool about this is is that tony and law actually are going to play some side characters in it and i'm going to be playing the narrator so that was this is a pretty cool collaboration that's going to air tomorrow night live at 9 30 p.m eastern standard time and working with emily entertainment we're putting this again working with Kaiko, it's always fun they always bring some great energy and if you want to see that energy go to imbeyond's um youtube page check out the panel or go to imbeyondcon.com and check out the voice acting panels and the voice acting game. And also, too, don't forget check out the cosplay plan on Kibasa George. Yes, we we're just going through the announcements. So that's that's about it with the announcements and all that. So I mean, let's get into this episode because we got into this episode, which was I I personally like it. it was pretty funny. But Mark, you're new on the show. We want to thank you because again, um, and for those that don't know, Mark has pulled off some amazing cosplays, what's making the recent rounds is his Annihilus cosplay, which just looks fantastic, so please go follow Mark. Check out his cosplay. We're going to give him that Master plug at the end. Master
1: Crafter extraordinaire, sir. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry you- to Master Crafter.
2: Oh, I, you know what? I watch YouTube videos and I steal, steal, steal. So- <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
0: right. How did Anybody you feel about... Everybody can cook, everybody, everybody <laughs> can cook everybody. with HelloFresh. <laughs> 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 but, um... How did you feel about this episode of what if um, give us your thoughts, your feedbacks, and then we'll, and then we'll go around and then we'll start to get into some of the fun stuff because this episode for me was pretty fun, but Mark, give us your your thoughts on that.
1: How have you liked the series so far? Wow. So
2: so far, so good. Um, You know, it, it's funny. You hear all the, the hot takers out there, like, Oh, they've they've gone to this formula and everybody's got to die. And it's like, and then they're like, but we know the comics did that and I'm like, so, okay, so what's your point? It's faithful and, and you're acknowledging that. I mean, how many lampshades can you hang on this thing? They're, they're doing it. My, if, if I had a complaint, it's that they're only, you know, and of course it's an understandable complaint. Let's call funny. it a nit. They're only playing in that MCU sandbox. I, I, wanna see, I wanna see him kick open the doors and do the old stories and stuff. I'm, I'm a big, I was, you know, before we started the cast, I, I was showing, so, show him know, that was, Professor
0: X. Show him that showing, Professor uh, X. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was showing him, you know, the good stuff. Yeah.
0: told telling your guys that. What if? What if Professor X I'd, became the juggernaut?
2: That would have been a. That's Crazy. a good
0: issue. <laughs> it's a
2: very good issue, and and you know, I, I was saying before, like, that's that's the what ifs that I I grew up with. I I think that in a you know for for a 30 minute cartoon where we got Disney production value, I think they're doing pretty damn good. Some episodes have risen up to the challenge. Some have been kind of, you know, okay. Um I'm curious to hear what, what you guys think of mm. of this latest one where where it falls on that scale. But but by and large, we've been happy. I've been smiling. I've been having fun with it. You know that what else do you want? Especially in, in the post end game years. Oh yeah. You know when the superhero yeah. fatigue can set in, you know, I want to see some surprises. I want to see some some cool stuff. So that's so far, You get a thumbs up from me with some asterisks here and there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I got. That's what I got.
0: Room for improvement.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah, you are sure.
0: up next, Tone.
3: Oh, finally, I thought I thought it was chopped liver. I'll be honest with you. I thought. I'm like, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? you know, you don't get called out the favorite in these interviews, you start cutting out a whole thing for me. I see how we do. I see how we George do. was here
1: early. Oh, <laughs> oh! oh
0: no. i just it with, you. Oh, wow! just with you. That was for Charlie. That was for Charlie.
1: Wow. <laughs> it all works. We can all do it. We all have control, friend.
0: Yeah, that's the problem here. It's, it's Mark's like, What did I sign up for? This yeah. is the madhouse. <laughs> <So, laughs>
3: Anyway, 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 so tonight we are talking season one, episode seven, what if Thor were an only child? Spoilers all around. We get to find out if Thor was just a pompous jerk here for the party, only child. You know, I can't, I, I can't really speak for that, even though I am an only child. I think I'm a humble type of person. But we realized that Thor really needed Loki to keep him down, to say you're only an Asgardian. And he doesn't have that, and he's just, he goes full-blown. So we're here to talk about everything and anything in this episode. What do we feel? What do we like? I'm going to call it, this episode was cool, and then the ending happened, and now I can't wait till tomorrow morning. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready just yeah. to just kind of skip and go right to what if Ultron won, but we are here with an agenda of talking about Party Thor. Let's get to it.
0: All right, party Thor. So um, again, this episode, so Mark, we asked you about the series and everything, but how did you feel about this episode? I mean, there was like tons of nuggets here. This episode, as we were all talking about it, putting the um this today's episode together, this was like Ferris Bueller meets Looney Tunes meets Thor. So I mean, what is your feedback on this episode when you were watching it and started from beginning to end?
2: I, I think the placement of it is is very deliberate. They they kind of do a light, then a dark, then a light, you know, and and we just got done with one of the darker ones, uh, which still still didn't end up coming anywhere near the 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 horrific depraved savagery of of the actual Marvel Zombies comics. Thank God, because I don't oh, yeah. think Disney would never never have popped that on. <laughs> You know, I have mixed feelings about that and I know I've I've gone back an episode but my point is after that this you know they have these kind of palate cleanser episodes where everybody's okay but there's something really um interestingly dark about this episode I think because they never really come out and say if Thor's first party was a was a cataclysmic event they never come out and 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 actually sit. There's always. I think they feel like they left a question mark as to whether Thor had destroyed a a, a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else get that? No, yeah, I did. They it, did.
3: It felt very. They left it up for us to kind of to kind of feel for it. But I think it was like heavily implied, read between the lines that the uh, it was too much. It was too much, too, too much
0: time. party. You
3: got, you got too lit and you blew up the planet. Like that's kind of what happened.
0: <laughs> oh, oh man. Low, what, what did you feel about this episode when you were watching it? Because I know we we you were the last of us to watch it. We were texting, like, oh, did you see it? Did you think, Oh my god, this yeah. should be funny. And I then mean, you like the end.
1: <laughs> I, so ending first. The ending, I was like, Oh, I was super hyped for the ending. Um, the episode itself was fun, it felt like good filler. Um like I, I've seen Bad Filler. We're all you know, most of us are anime fans. Like we've seen bad filler and we know what that feels like. We know that 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 bad aftertaste is. This wasn't that bad. Um, like like Mark said, it was a pilot clean uh, cleanser. Uh and it really just prepares us for the next episode. So I was not over the moon about this episode. It was a cool episode, but I'm more excited about the next two episodes than I am. I, you know, if I never saw this episode again, I wouldn't be like, oh, boo, is me? You know, like this wasn't the one that really impacted me. It was fun and it had its nuggets. But let's get to the good stuff.
0: Let's get to the good stuff. So I, let's get to some goods. I mean, I, I want to pick you all your guys brains on Captain Marvel in this because I feel this showed more of Captain Marvel's power set than we've seen yet even in the mcu because we get a little taste but her going up against thor in this and this whole fight uh, across the planet even though it was a funny fight when um you know and everything i mean how did you guys feel the use of captain marvel and showcasing her abilities in this tone i'll start with you
3: um i mean i like that we get to see more captain marvel who's more you know confident in being carol And I get, we see that here versus what we saw in the original Captain Marvel movies and, and you get, and, you know, and, and, uh, Brie Larson was still getting into the character when she filmed Infinity War and Endgame. So final Captain Marvel in the MCU, we really haven't, we haven't really seen yet, I would say, you know, so that being said, they wrote her how they want to write her. She's very confident. She's really strong. She can throw hands. Um, I I enjoyed it. I think you Captain Marvel is one of those characters with like all these really strong cosmic powers that you really need the budget to really showcase her when she's fighting someone like Thor. And because we used the medium animation, we were really able to see it. Uh, and I thought they really portrayed that um, portrayed that really well. And that you know the fact that she was able to go all out against him, um, or maybe like ninety percent really, you know, uh, and not worry about holding back and we only got to see her do that when she was like fighting Thanos and even at the end it really it really wasn't too much because you know she dapped him up headbutted him and then he took the power stone and and hit her and that was kind of that was kind of it so it's cool to see to see how she is with him and see that banter between them because we know they have that weird power relationship that we saw a little bit of in Endgame when like you see her and he's like oh I like this one and you Mm -hmm. see that here where they're going back and forth and Thor's like I've never and I don't know if it has to do with the fact he's never dealt with a woman that's as like strong as she is, or he's never dealt with a being that's as strong that can be toe to toe with him. So I thought it was pretty cool of what they did with of what they did with Captain Marvel.
0: Uh, Mark,
2: you know it's it's the ultimate uh, it's the ultimate. Let's give the fan the fans what they want, which is who's stronger, how powerful is she, who's she going to go toe to toe with? Short of short of putting her up against the Hulk, that's that's what you want to see. And it's got that it's got the nice uh, it's it's got the at the bowling alley, the safety rims up. So, you know, no mm. one's going to get, you know, no one's going to get burnt to a crisp. But she actually says she says, look, if I really have to take this guy down, it's going to wipe out a city. So, you know, she's obviously she's talking about, you know, the, the, the amount of power she can channel. Because when we you know, when we talk about Captain Marvel, I mean, I, I'm going to maybe veer into the movies and how they do her power mm-hmm. set. Carol's gone through several different power sets as she's uh, evolved in the comics. You know, Marvell, captain, you know, the original captain Marvel, he's strong. He fly. He had the, he had the quantum bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol had a subset of those powers. And what I, what, what we see in the movies and what we see in the show is really uh, Carol as binary. Because mm-hmm. that's the type of that's the type of power she's throwing around. Uh, if you're watching and you might not be versed, I'm not going to go Chris Claremont on the timeline. I, I just, <laughs> it, it very quickly truncated. So Carol had her power stole in the books, had her power stolen by Rogue. She had uh, memory issues. She was a blank slate. She could recognize you if you had a history with her but none of the emotional connection was there. Logan was one of her best friends. Wolverine was one of her best friends. And she's like, but I don't know what that means. I know intellectually what that is, but I don't feel it. Uh, So she gets kidnapped in space by this this these beings called the brood, which were basically Chris Claremont ripping off xenomorphs and they experiment (laughs) on her. And somehow in the doing of that, they untap her full uh, alien Cree potential and she becomes binary and she whatever she was before, she's absorbing energy. She's incredibly powerful. that power set is what we get in the captain marvel movie we never really see her as as the captain as well as the miss marvel iteration and nor do we need to you know right we don't need to see midriff costumes no, in the, you know <laughs> in uh, you know uh, and as and as big a fan as i am of the unitard with the lightning bolt and the sash uh, you know you can't it's that's 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 it's, not gonna that's out. not gonna cut it you don't want to wade into a fight with that so uh, as as binary in, in that power level yeah she can smack down Thor really well so you gotta you, you know and with Thor it doesn't you know it's funny there are co- there are constant points in the universe is hammers always the deciding factor with the Hulk in this with Miss Marvel you kind of see that if he didn't have the hammer she'd probably have, have whapped him around a couple more times Mm -hmm. but he has the energy absorption he can throw it back at her you know it's it's watching them fight is like a really nice tennis game basically and that's fine that's fine i don't need to see them bloodied and battered it's a fun episode it does show off their power sets you you get that and you get the relationship between them as he grows to realize he's not in the right that's what you want
0: i like that And I like that you brought the history of binary and everything. And I know some people want to see that if since the X-Men are being rumored to know, well, since the X-Men are supposed to come to the MCU, is if they're going to pull that with Rogue and Captain Marvel with doing something similar, where maybe she gets a little bit of her power to become the Rogue that we know in the comics. The other cool thing is that in Marvel Comics now, because of their whole deal with Fox, I mean, with their whole deal with Disney, and now Disney acquiring the rights to Fox, the Xenomorphs are actually being made into comic books like marvel comics which i would love to see brood versus aliens that would be dope <laughs> um since they're pretty much a ripoff of aliens but yeah. uh law after that big one i'm gonna tag you in of the captain marvel fight
1: uh, and then i got was, a funny take all right uh it was a great fight i think uh to tone and everyone's point like we kind of saw a little bit of uh her power set in her first movie then we saw her in um end game where Essentially, her and Wanda could have clapped Thanos had Thanos, like, not been uh, given, like, the upper hand for something. Like, there was clear moments where everyone in the room was like, yeah, those are two strongest Avengers, period. Like, Thor, easily really strong as well, but wasn't giving him the work like like, uh, the, the other two were. So now we get into this fight where you have Thor pre you know ragnarok and stormbreaker and all the things that he went through to make him who he was and as strong as he was in ragnarok and in endgame uh with a fresh out the gate uh carol and that fight was like probably one of my favorite parts where she like you realize oh she's holding back like he he i don't know if he was holding back himself i don't feel like he's the type to hold back um Especially with uh someone you know giving him the work as, as she did, so it kind of felt like she was holding back, and then everyone you know the audience is just going, oh, she if she wanted to, she could, and then you know of course Mjolnir saves the day and whatever what have you. Um, but I'm very curious because I always love stuff like Death Bowden and whatever, what have you. And Mark, whatever a good point! I didn't even realize that we're looking at her through the lens of binary. Like I, this whole time, I I completely forgot like that part of her that I was like, oh, that's coming later. And then I remembered what her power sets were as binary. I was like, this makes so much more sense of why she's able to like absorb and you know redirect and that kind of thing. Makes sense, and I'm here for it.
2: I mean, if you if you were you can't put Carol's entire history in a two hour movie and expect to come away with anything short of gobbledy. They, even, if you notice, I don't even know how they would do row. They started her off with memory loss in her, in her own movie. So they Mm. rolled that they rolled little bits of her origin and thankfully they left out all of the uh, Avengers 200 gross stuff. Mm. So, you know, you have as complete a captain Marvel present day as you could possibly want and and honestly the one thing this show this this one episode gave me was was watching her have a little time on on earth where she's she I identifies as an earthling and not a cree because again mm. we spend a lot of the movie she's you know it's not it, it, I like that movie I you know what I I actually realized and and I it's weird I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like I'm 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 no, no, no. putting out the, the female led movies. But I actually, if, if, between, if you ask me if I wanted to watch Captain Marvel or Black Widow right now, and it's not because they're the female lead movies, it's because they're the later entries. And they're, and, and they're unique in that these are the two entries that are shoehorned into stories that have already been told. I'd go with Captain Marvel. It's a, it's a good, entertaining movie that has legs. And I think Black Widow was, I don't think they took it far enough. Um, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much. <laughs> oh, but my, my, my point being that, you know, Carol, she's how relatable is she in her own film? She's she's getting there. But I, I kind of keyed into Mo, into Monica's mother more. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember her because, I you know, I grew up Captain Captain Marvel was Monica Rambo when I was growing up. Mm.
0: Yes, I so, remember that Monica was the first one to hold that um, title after Marvel.
2: Exactly exactly but my, my point is a lot of her own movie she's still spent mm-hmm. trying to figure out who she is and yet she's confident it was it was kind of this all over the place itis um, you know you wanted her to be strong and confident mm-hmm. but she's also struggling with you know you don't see her really bonding uh, on, on earth I, I'd almost posit that it's a better Nick Fury origin story it's still I, a good I, movie. But there's there's problems, and so I want to see more of Carol uh, interacting with everybody, being a part of the the universe. Because really, she's just floating around space, writing wrongs off camera that we don't see. So I want to see her. I want to see more bar scenes where she's just kicking back and, and reconstructing her life. Um, you're not going to get that in the what if that the premise is not going to allow. <laughs> it. But it was nice to see her just purely coming in and saying, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm here for for Nick and traction and, and I'm going to, you know, it's, it's not a friendly fight. I have a feeling Thor has never probably fought a life or death battle. this Thor has not fought a life or death battle in his life. So, yeah, in, in a way they're not he's not calling upon the storm as much, you know, for some reason. I, the weirdest thing about this what if is I guess without Loki, he never grows a beard.
0: You know, I, I don't know. He becomes the pretty boy without Loki there. Without Loki
3: there
2: he's like, you know, like I, just, I don't know why.
3: <laughs> so so actually speaking of that, so one of the one of the YouTube channels I follow, I think is uh, screen screen crash or screen man, I always, I always forget, I always confuse the too. So the he was making the comparison that uh because Loki wasn't there, he wasn't trying to be like Odin. Mm-hmm. Where in the movies, wow. because Loki's there, he's wow. trying to be like Odin okay. and Odin has the beard and kind of so that was his take on it, which I was
0: like. Oh, that makes sense. That that's
3: makes see. That part. just
2: gets that another star know. for the episode for me, just for that insight. I
0: think, yeah, I think now, it, it, we. I think this is one of those episodes that you just have to go back. That it has a lot of little nuggets. One about doors character, and two about just in general, um, with the MCU, with the cosmic universe and everything. And then when you're looking at Carol, like, um, again, and, and just going back to Carol, which I I agree too with, like how you say with Carol with the first movie. Um, I feel like the first movie suffered like some of the first earlier MCU movies where they were rushing the character to get the character at least ready so people knew who the character was, but the character didn't have that connection, which is something now, which I'm glad we have the Disney plus shows now, which we're starting to get um, more fleshed out characters. And then when we get the big screen movies, okay, we're saving the big stories for there, but we're fleshing off the characters more in the shows. Like we got to see, um, Falcon kind of go into that role of becoming his journey of becoming captain America. We saw Bucky's journey. We've also in WandaVision We now got to see Monica's journey of becoming photon, which I'm like, you know, that probably would have been, you know combed over in the movie and kind of missed whereas this there's more of a connection a little bit with the character where she, you see how the snap affect her what she's been doing this whole time and I feel like you know, we know we may need that like with it, it's tough because like I see a lot of people talking about um like the big comic books and movies they're like you know maybe some of the stuff should be done at shows especially with the budgets we're getting with shows now whereas like you can flesh out more the characters. And then like the big ensemble flicks, let's just you know get them up there. But um, the next thing I want to touch up on is this is and and this is just funny because Howard the Duck has always been a fun fun character in the MCU, voiced by Seth Green as always. Um, and we get to see a little more of Howard the Duck, and even um, I think it was Tony Law you when you pointed out too that we even get a callback to the second episode of What If when he was like, once you go duck, you never go back. Um, so we got the on screen relationship of howard the duck and darcy so how did you guys feel about that who wants to go first on this one i'll let you guys actually you know what tone tone yeah let's go tone tone you go first i'll call it
3: again again (laughs) again, i i I think i think this is just a thing that we laugh at and we're (laughs) like why and Sure, of course, it was, this would happen to Darcy before she got her before she defended her thesis, right? Like this is, this is like, you know, because you know, before she became the badass scientist that we see in WandaVision, yes, she's marrying a, a fucking cosmic space duck in Vegas, nonetheless, by a by a by an Elvis who some people were pointing out looked a lot like Ego. So I mean, um, I just I think. Uh, yeah, uh, so I think it was just like it was just a fun thing. I think it was more of a homage or maybe a, a small callback to the odd sex scene that happens in the Howard the Duck movie where he's <laughs> having that relationship. I don't think there is much here. Uh, if we want to talk about any of the on-screen relationships, I do want to talk about how they portrayed Jane Foster because I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed. And we'll in go the, into that. And in what we'll they go did with her <laughs> and her being dreamy in front of the blonde god that is. That is Thor. And if they were going to have Natalie Portman come back to portray the character, that was no need for the justice that they did to her. I just needed to come back and be Thor and be with Tessa Thompson and kick ass. And they could have just had someone else voice, voice uh, Foster in this if that was what the, the, uh, the play was going to be.
0: Uh, Mark, uh, give, us your talk, uh, give us your thoughts on Jane Foster. That, that Howard the Duck question was for Tone. <laughs> give us you. your thoughts. Thank
2: you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, uh, for, for Howard, I'm just shocked that never once, <laughs> never once was she ever addressed, which she should have been, as Darcy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh my god! I was like, I was like, way to way to shit the bed, there, guys. You should have. <laughs> I, some schmuck sitting on his bed right now, <laughs> surrounded by comic books, should not have thought that one up. <laughs> to be
1: fair, there's was a layup.
2: Of, there's a lot of times in the MCU we've
1: been like, we have uh, Doctor Strange and uh, and Iron Man on the same screen, and everyone's like, just give us a no shit Sherlock joke, just one, just <laughs> yeah. one no shit Sherlock joke.
2: Come on, please.
0: <laughs> well, um, the hashtag is there.
2: and <laughs> the Duck. There we go. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah with jane she did fall you know what we saw it in the movies where she's kind of she's godstruck we, we mm-hmm. see it in the films. so it, it's not like there's precedent but yeah you you don't see this jane foster picking up the hammer and and like i said i think that's that's the that's that built-in darkness that i had put in before it's like jane's like did you destroy this this world in your first party and they're just kind of like no no you know, it, it it was really weird, and uh, you don't, uh, you know, J- Jane. It kind of gets away from it. and then they call in Captain Marvel, and she kind of takes on that that Jane role. And then they call Frigga. so she kind of gets she she starts out as as you know, if it's Independence Day, she's the girl sitting on Seti and, and hearing the 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 space signal. You know, mm-hmm. but once she's performed that function, she no longer, she, she, you know, she really wasn't the driving force after that. And it, again, you got you got 30 minutes, probably less than 30, maybe a little more, you don't have a lot of time. I'm, I was trying to figure out if you have more time in the comic books, because you got 22 pages. So I don't know, if it was a comic, could they have flushed more stuff out? But I, I, and that's a tough question, because the timing of the comics, I feel like they got a lot in, and here you have the time to tell the story you're gonna tell. I don't know that Jane was served so much by that story. She kind of, she kind of just went with the magic, you know. She, she was kind of Darcy light on this. <laughs> yes, Darcy Duck. <laughs> Darcy Duck. There we go again. again. guys,
0: spread that hashtag. We need it spread Darcy <laughs> Duck, and there for you oh man so 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 i'm gonna lead in with this one with you law because i think we touched up enough on jane darcy duck um how did you feel like we they treated nick fury in this episode when we saw him for that brief moment law
2: <laughs> you just did him
0: wrong
1: i like i mean i get it get you get your one shot in at a uh, sam slash like nick like come on like that one joke but like why? Why have him I would have I would have so much rather like seen like Rum Love uh, or crossbones be like the, the guy who gets hit. That would have been perfect. Like why is he there? Oh man, no one gets to push the buttons at the end. Like, come on, like just have him be the one to get hit and he's in the hospital bed. I would I would like pay more money to see him with the cast on and everything and you know sipping through a straw the whole sh- the whole night. No, but then we can't get Captain Marvel.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I guess so
0: so um, here's the question that's for all you guys because that was the fun round um is this is that we know that marvel likes to hide a lot of their casting too when it comes to shows and all that um and until like the episodes come out then we start to see the imdb pop up that this person was in this do you think they got james bader to reprise his his role as ultron and mark (laughs) you're gonna lead in with you with (laughs) that one
2: you look excited I, I, I am <laughs> I, I, I love James Spader. Most of my cosplays are built watching Boston legal because I just, be, because because I don't have to watch the show I don't need the, I've, I've seen it so many times right. and yeah. it's it's all closing arguments by James Spader and William Shatner. So <laughs> I can look I don't have to see anything yeah. I, I will I can't watch anime and I can't I can't watch shows that you have to pay attention to right. If I if I'm building, so Boston Legal gets a lot of playtime. I I love James Spader. I I love that that razor in a marshmallow voice of his. Um, You know, I thought he was great, a great pick for Ultron. Did did he get to do enough as Ultron? No, no, because and again we talk about some of the flaws in the Marvel movies. There's there's a couple. There's there's the rush. You know and again, Carol suffers for it. Captain America suffered for it in his very first movie. He got three-fourths yep. of a great movie, and then they had to sprint to Avengers. And and Age of Ultron, they had you know the studio mandate had to throw in more infinity stones because they think we're schmucks, and it didn't need to happen. I would have much rather seen a little more Ultron. I wanted more for from that. Um, but you know, at the same time. It's a different Ultron than the books. The Ultron in the books is typically a screaming maniac. So, you know, it, there's a fine That's balance. Fair. What, you know, what what can we see? This should be very interesting because, uh, you know, what are we looking at? Is it going to be uh, James Spader, or is it going to be having downloaded himself into his perfect person? Is my- it going to be Paul Bettany as Ultron?
3: That's what my my gut is telling me. Paul Bettany. I want James Spader, but. I but I I just it just doesn't I don't know because then it because then it just feels like evil vision as you can tell me it's Ultron you can show me the soup at the minute Paul Bettany's voice comes out it's just evil vision Mm -hmm. which which we've kind of gotten a taste of you know but did did we we did did we did we we know and now maybe this to this did we know Natalie Portman was reprising the role of Jane Foster like did we know she was in like before. The the list casting, I I didn't think she was in it. And then I saw it in the credits. So maybe tomorrow morning when I wake up before we take my son to school because it's his birthday, we're watching What If in the Morning and I see those (laughs) credits because I got to watch the... I love watching the opening. I love (laughs) the opening credits for What If. I love it so much. And you see it. I hope James Spader's name shows up at the end and I can enjoy this 30 minutes because I don't know. I love Paul Bettany's voice as Vision. But if you say, What If Ultron won... Don't get James Spader. Spader. Like that's that's an automatic miss. As good as Paul Bettany is as Vision and voice acting, because do it would make
0: it. sense to use him because he was the voice of Ultron. But when Vision had his voice, it was the voice of Jarvis. Yes. So that's why it would just make that, much that's more that's
2: sense. A pivotal thing. And I guess my question is, why wouldn't James Spader do it? Yeah. Um, he's uh, to me, he's he's an A-lister. But he's, you know, he's been doing the Blacklist on TV. He's he doesn't turn his nose up at projects. He's he's a worker. Yeah. So why wouldn't he do it? Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: true.
1: I think I think it would also, and this well, is hello. going back to that Wandavision uh, rabbit hole that uh, I fell into where I was like, <laughs> it could be we could be getting Ultron. Like again, like there's a very real well, world. God, world I, forgot were, I forgot we had that discussion. <laughs> you know, everyone forgets because you know everyone jumped into the whole you know. Uh, Mephisto, Mephisto and all we, the and other we, stuff, and then we, and then we learned, uh, we learned right, we, we, <laughs> we learned our lessons, sort of. Um, uh, Seabass didn't learn, but when does he ever? Um, uh, that was an to
0: get a good sandwich, and we ate some good sandwiches that day,
1: it was on no your hate. dime, what, whatever so you it call was it. so much better. So, whatever, dude. <laughs> to- <laughs> but, but in all reality, like, we have a good chance if, like. Let's say our current timeline MCU, our multiverse MCU, our universe MCU, uh, uh, Ultron is gone, then we can still get this whatever version of Ultron that may be, even though it's Vision, it's not the cleanest one that I want, I give me actual Ultron, but that could be, you know, one of many, like, you know, his whole army coming, you know, to invade and that whole kind of thing, so... Fingers yep. crossed, it's it's a chance, it's a shot in the dark. I'm here for it. Um, yes to more James Spader.
0: So there's another thing I want to touch up on this episode, which I thought was pretty was funny, but also pretty cool, was Friga and how everyone was terrified. Yo. of Frega. Yo. Well, I want you to lead into this one because we, we had this conversation with Frigga.
1: <laughs> Friga is like, you know, everyone has like that one friend group or uh, uh that one mom that like Everyone's buttholes clench when you when she says like, "All right, time to get shit done." And you're just like, oh, "Mom, she's the equivalent of like at my house, right?" Like, <laughs> You know, like she's she's the mom where like your mom doesn't yell at you, but if she yells at you, you immediately just go, "Oh, I'm so sorry." That's her. Like you're Odin's wife, and you're you know the mother of Thor. You have to be some sort of level of badassery in like the the quintillions. So like. I am fully not surprised by everyone just going, "Oh, oh, freak is kind of freaks." <laughs> like, like, drop everything. It was great because she's a badass, and I'm here for it.
2: Mark. Yeah, I mean, look, <clears throat> it's one of the lighter episodes, so you you have to have the conceit that this is fun. Mm. Um, it's probably my only reason why when Ultimate. Ultron shows up at the end that I'm like, well, wait, why, why did you do that? Cause you already gave <laughs> us an ending like that in zombies. You don't need to, I, I get it. If you were thinking out of the box, you wouldn't go comic book every time. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make it shit every time, but no, I look just the pure visual of that. Uh, but so, okay. Yeah. The conceit is yes, she's, she's Mrs. Broflovsky. <laughs> you're going. To, you're gonna fear her. Your your ass will. T- your ass will clench when she mm-hmm. enters the room. She's mom. Party's over. It's a Good giant man. house party. Yes, but if we take the episode at its face value, yeah, it's of okay. course, of course, it's fine. Yes, sure. <laughs> oh my god! I just
0: realized this episode was a giant it. house party. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mark and <I> it <laughs> to is. To this one. This one. This one. Ooh, not even <laughs> Pong's rivalry with Kiss Pack continues oh, in Lord. the chat tone. How did you feel about um, Frigga, aka who marked up Mrs. Broflovski?
3: <laughs> um, I, I was, I was, I was, I was enjoy- I enjoyed her. What I liked too is that they did the 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 That's the multi tiered layer of the women in the party goer, the male party goer's life. The girlfriend who cannot get to him, the older sister who will kick his ass, who we saw in Captain Marvel. And then we got, all right, we, now we got to bring in mom. And <laughs> and that's what they did. And, and, like, you know, I think so the, you know, it, it reminded me, like, it's a house party. It reminded me very much of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, just trying to just get by everything, and even the way it ended with her coming in. And that typical scene of I'm about to throw the hammer down and the entire planet's clean. Uh, except for the hammer which has graffiti and mardi gras beads (laughs) and all this other stuff on it and it's not until captain marvel shows up with the with the ipad which is like all right i i know there was fuckery here but i don't see it in front of my face so i'm gonna let you go right (laughs) so I, i i enjoyed how they used her i mean i think we don't get enough of her unfortunately you know we don't see I, I I haven't seen Thor one in forever, so I really can't claim to say we saw a lot of her. I don't think we did. It was more so Not with particular. Odin and giving his, you know, whoever should hold the hammer of Thor, shall, you know, like all that other nonsense that happens. And then she gets killed in the second movie, which, you know, I haven't seen more than once. Uh, and she doesn't really come. to talk about
2: filler? That's yeah. dark. World. You
3: know, she doesn't. <laughs> and then you realize how strong of a yeah. character, how important she is to Thor until Endgame, when she says that one little bit to him when he needed it most. And you know, it was cool to see that here. And she's she's still she still feel it. Like she's still that person to him. And and we get to see it more because we we just didn't get it throughout the MCU, and it was kind of a shame. No.
2: No. End game. End game gave Renee Russo the the what she what she, you needed to see if you're gonna yeah, get rid yes. of this yeah I agree. And, and honestly it it then retroactively polished up the dark world which was yes which was yeah, a little it was too a, airy airy it was again a, filler filler you call this episode filler dark world is is probably on that lower tier yeah to, to you your say, point let's, let's keep, you, go ahead
3: no to your point about how ultron was a way to shoehorn in Infinity stone that's exactly what dark world was we knew yeah. The ether was an infinity storm, and you just you did this whole song and dance. It was
0: so yeah. Dark world is one of the ones. It 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 was one of the bad Marvel movies. I've watched it. it Um, and yeah, I don't think I've watched it it again. One of
2: my favorite lines. It's it's still when 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 again when Darcy Duck. I'm gonna call her Darcy Duck forever. When 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 the when the hammer whizzes by Darcy's head and she just goes. Mew Mew is the cutest fucking thing in the world, and I love her forever. Yes. that's my Darcy. That's what. That's the best oh, part Cap, of the movie.
3: Cat Dennings Mew. in Thor is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Cat. You know, you know, like Thor two was 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 man, and I thought Thor one as like where it is, it's still funny. Like it didn't. It just Thor one just doesn't take itself seriously because Thor doesn't take himself seriously, and they really lean into it. So that's why Thor one works, but Thor two was just. You know,
0: also, oh yeah. also <laughs> in Thor two, Thor two, the show was stolen. By Tom Hillisting's Loki, he really Absolutely. made that movie. Because if you're watching that movie, it's for his Loki. It's for nothing else that's going on. It's just for him going Loki and that one line and, by Kat Dennings
1: and his first, Kat his first Darcy Duck, his first death. But yeah. also, I had a question because I've seen this come up in a lot of comic discussions of like Thor and Mjolnir. We haven't seen Mjolnir as like a sentient being yet. Like we, no one's addressed Mjolnir, right? Because in comics, we've seen Mjolnir be addressed by, like, T'Challa or other, you know, beings. And, like, Mjolnir is just like, hey, how's it going? Like, it doesn't really talk to them. But, like, you know, uh, people have tried to use Mjolnir uh, against other people. And Mjolnir is like, no, that's my friend. Like, I'm not going to harm or damage them. I so think- I-, I don't know if we ha- we've seen that, like, where Mjolnir is addressed like a friend. Like a- another companion, let's say, uh, to think- Thor.
0: I think we may get that. Door, love and thunder because they're going to have to do some explanation of how Jane Foster becomes Thor yeah, in the so movie. They're, they're going the to have to figure out how to how to bring break back
2: it. Mjolnir. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crushed. Right. Yeah, cuz Captain America brought it back. He, he, yeah, he, he, he took it back. He brought it back. The Mjolnir as a sentient holder of, of the living galactic storm is and and again when we say recent I've I haven't picked up comic books as a regular reader in, in an incredibly long time. I I look once in a while just to keep up. I only recently read the Jason Aaron run, which is where we really do get Mjolnir as as a, a sentient creature. Uh, it's, okay. But it's only and when I say recent, I'm only talking about in the last 12 years. In in Ooh. comic books, it's it's very recent, yeah, yeah. But you never saw Mjolnir. You know, you never saw Mjolnir say anything during Walt Simonson's run, mm. <laughs> which is the run by which I judge all other
0: everything.
2: <laughs> everything, and frankly, Jason Aaron's run, which I do recommend very much. It's 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 very well informed by Walt Simonson. Uh, I wonder. It, it, I, yeah, I mean, the fact that, that that one of your big bads is Malekith. Who really? Who made his, his real day? De- his debut in in Walt Simonson's re- Walt Simonson's run is is it's not just the greatest Thor run; it's one of the greatest things Marvel's ever done. Um, so you know, I, I that's something I'm always going to miss from the films. They'll the MCU will never give you a pure like the purest they ever did was Captain America's origin. I just sat there as a little boy in wonderment watching them do beat by beat a perfect origin they did it in iron- they did it in iron man and t- iron man as well so they they hit it but you're never going to get you're never going to get uh, scourge the executioner's last stand not in the way that the books did it they 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 did it they gave they brought scourge in ha ha you know and again i love ragnarok ragnarok's probably the first time everyone sat up and said this this is a good thor movie yes um, you know but scourge it, it was cute and he had a little redemptive arc, and that's fine. It, it wasn't Scourge who held the, the, the Bridge Gjallarbeau against Hela's hordes. It wasn't that yeah. Scourge. And, and to me, that's I'm never going to get that. That's okay. You can't, you can't do everything. The MCU will always give you a little, a little taste of what you got in the comics. And that's wonderful. Things will play out. They won't play out exactly as they did in the comics. And in some ways, sometimes mm-hmm. they play out better. They do. they do, and because they fix things, they they sure as hell fixed Hank Pym.
3: <laughs> so All it was right. funny. It was when you were like, uh, "Well, Ultron's usually a screaming, raving maniac." I'm like, "Well, that's because Hank Pym made him." <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, there you go. You get you get the cocky, you get the cocky, you know, char- charismatic uh, Ultron because he's. He's made by Tony Stark and and uh and Bruce and a bit of Jarvis. Like there's there's no
0: there's no
2: hand and the, in there. And, the mind,
3: stone. Th- and, and the, the mind mind stone. stone. And the
2: mind there's, stone.
3: There's none of there's none of that.
2: Because remember, <laughs> the mind stone is what absolves Tony from being a fucking monster who creates a Frankenstein. It really yeah, it wasn't might. him. They clearly say in the movie, we failed. It didn't work. Yeah. The stone because the stone decides. For its own sake, it's going to create the catalyst to create the AI. It imp- it does the imprint from Tony, but I, the, I I was wondering how they would do it without making him into a monster. Yeah,
0: and I think and they it, did. it was very handled well. That yeah. it, and and that's the thing is like you know Age of Ultron has its ups and downs, and again we're gonna, I mean we're, we're still keeping our fingers crossed that the AI for Ultron is just somewhere hidden somewhere to come back to bring him in because I, I think it, it is. was like the comics. But I don't want to. I but speaking of Ultron, so we have this big ending that I want to. Wait,
3: do we want to talk about Loki? Because like,
0: no, we. You want? Let's talk about Loki. Let's Let's talk about the appearance of Loki. Let's Let's end end with with Ultron. Ultron. We'll end with Ultron. But let's talk about Loki. Let's talk about the appearance that we got of Loki because we we kind of got like a little taste of different Loki variants. So we have this Loki variant now, who's a frost giant. My brother from another mother oh, got in the way, who's just swole as yes. Also, so, uh, also go recall, ahead, Tom. You, you brought up, go no, ahead, keep diving to Loki. If I, Come if, on. I re-
3: if I recall from the original Thor movie, the reason why Lafayette left him was because he was he was small, right? Mm. So, I just find that something, something like that. Like, there's a reason why he found, well, he found him. So, it's it's fascinating that he. Thor, uh, Odin still brings him back. And I'm sure that kind of brings the Jotun together and that they have a really solid relationship for him to still be like this swole giant coming in uh, just, and him and him and Thor have this really great relationship. I, you know, another thing is that Odin sucks as a dad, I guess, because, (laughs) because like, you know, you take one, you change one thing in Loki's life and he is just a vastly different person
1: (laughs) You know, he still has his, his mischievous or or, or like um, his charming moments, but he he was essentially a chill dude. Yeah, he went from he All
3: went him, like he went from like really conniving to like a Chad. I don't know how it
2: happened. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, well, it goes back to what you it, it goes back to what you said uh, a little earlier. Thor no longer has to be Odin. Neither yeah. does Loki. Neither does Loki. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Loki is a shapeshifter. He could have probably always been big. He wanted to be Odin. And he knew whatever he had was never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. He know that no longer exists. It's a really lovely episode for the things that, because I saw that right away. Loki's chill. He is a king. He's his favorite of his father's eye. And he knows he's the catalyst for uh, what what looks to be an unheard of piece in the comics or anywhere between the Frost Giants, between Jotunheim and Asgard. That's never, it's never been portrayed that way. Uh, Aaron touches on it in a different method. Um, but Loki has nothing to struggle against. He's gotten everything he wanted. And Thor is an equal, not a big brother who he Loki was never going to have a shot at the throne. So that mm-hmm. stature, he can grow in stature because of that. He's not trying to fit into the Asgardian pro. <clears throat> Same reason like Thor it. doesn't have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all Odin. He got cut I off like at it. the party. That's what <laughs> happened. I like it,
2: though. He was asleep.
0: And he ain't, but there you go. But no, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, I, I didn't want to forget about Loki. I wasn't forget about Loki. I'm sorry. I I forgot.
1: Who thought immediately that they were like, oh, shit, they're going to I did. I did. The minute
3: I, I heard it, like, it, I was like, oh, oh, sh- no. oh so
0: I was like, oh, so
3: that's how the other place got destroyed. It's because mm. this this bullshit just transcends universes. <laughs> and it was like my brother from another mother. I was like
1: Oh look at that. Oh I'm so sweet. <laughs> so look guys.
0: He gave him picky. Why he gave him daps. There we yeah. go. But uh, as much as we can say, like I want people who are watching, let us know what you thought about uh homie Loki. That's what we're gonna call him now. We we had we had uh buddy Thanos, now we got homie also, Loki.
1: Also, can um, I just say how excited I was to see the return of Colson and Maria Hill? Like, I was so excited, like crossbones cool whatever like all these other characters cool whatever but like i was like colson's back like that's actually colson and that's actually hill come he's on com- he's coming
0: so back cool. into the mcu watch we're gonna get we're gonna get agent colson with um buddy wong too that's it that's gonna be the next uh, one um, i mean we we don't have to touch up on it but i want to get into this it's the, again it's a big bad the ending the um it's just the ending that's significant, um, pretty much is this the ending that brings together the guardians of the multiverse that we've been hearing about and also to this was the one episode that the watcher himself was like the last time we saw the watcher kind of interact in an episode was the doctor strange episode and this one he was like holy shit so do you think that this is the moment again that he decides i gotta bring together champions from different um realities to fight this threat what do you guys think mark i will lead with you with that one
2: I you know, like I said, I I understand why they had that money shot at the end, but I think tonally this wasn't the episode for it. Because okay, are we now saying that this what if happens in in house party Thor World? Or or are we gonna watch that unfold in a world because remember, you know, so what you're saying is while Thor's having house party. Tony and whoever are toying with the infinity stone to create yeah, it totally. It doesn't make sense. Now I can explain that away because if you have a chest full of infinity stones, you can traipse through whatever multiverse you want. So I don't care. I'm out. I'm I can do, I, I've held my own continuity in my head ever since they brought uh, guardian back in the comics. And I said, no, he died in issue 12, in 1983. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Fine. But my point is I can excuse that away, but, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, they could have put, uh, oh, they could have put that ending in any other episode. Again, correct. One, two, we already got that type of ending in, in the Marvel Zombies episode. Yeah. So I, 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 I know it was a great money shot and it's exciting, but I would have watched the next fucking episode anyway. <laughs> Just like Age of Ultron, I would have watched the next fucking Avengers movie anyway if you hadn't brought up a single other stone. Trust your audience. We're not morons. So, you know, that, that's, it's, it's a beef of mine. Cause again, if you want a party episode, you know, don't, don't end it by the destruction of the universe. It's totally. You know, no. we, we got everything. It was a full plate. We'll tune in next week. You've got us. We're subscribed. We paid it. So, uh, yes, we've seen the watcher in the books. Uh, in the second What If series, they made him more of an active participant, and he started bringing characters from different What If universes together mm-hmm. to fight an ultimate threat. This could be the, the first uh, part where you see that needle threading through the various universes. Maybe he grabs crazy, all-too-powerful Doctor Strange. But again, the threats of this magnitude, you're gonna have to start, you're going to have to start grabbing up these alternate versions of people. Maybe Captain or will lead the charge. Because I, I, honest to God, I, I, wanted, I do want to see more Captain Carter now. Oh, like, that yeah, was absolutely. And, that's a positive, and remember, that's a positive episode that didn't have to shit on you right at the end of the episode. Right. Yep.
0: Which that, was a that, criticism. You.
2: It was a criticism of that episode because basically, okay, it played out exactly the way it was going to play out, except it was Peggy instead of Steve. But I still liked it. I enjoyed it. Right. But they didn't have to end the episode with some cataclysm. They let it be what it was. That is a ballsier move than ending the episode on a deliberate downer just because we have to. Or because we're promoing the next episode. Same thing in in Black Widow. If I'm in a big blockbuster movie, don't don't turn your last seconds of the movie into a plug for your Disney Plus show. You're, you're, You're boxing your movie. You're boxing yourself. Yeah. You're the MCU, god damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I that, love it. I Mark love that it. into the shirt. That's it. MCU, god damn it. That's it. Law, <laughs> you're tied in. Um,
1: yeah. I'm. I'm all here for you know them bringing it in, but like to Mark's point, yeah. Like why? Like why are they? They didn't really need to. Um, is this going to be the big bad that unites them? Maybe. I'm still kind of like hoping for some McGrath because I want to kind of just see how that would play out. Um, but if it's not, I also feel like I, I want to know if we're going to get in this episode how that vision Ultron was going to be, like how he was created, or if we're jumping out the gate with like a five minute intro of what happened and then full on that. So if that's the case, then fine. But I would rather see like, oh, this is where this universe went wrong, because this is what this is what happened when I wasn't watching, and this this was allowed to happen because I wasn't watching and I wasn't doing my job or whatever the case may be. So, let's see. Uh, I would I would love to see like if that Ultron dipped his hand into uh, the zombie universe, grabbed a couple stones from Thanos, grabbed a couple like you know what I mean, and just that's how he did it, you know, as opposed to this one universe became so strong with that one Ultron and that one vision
0: eh, whatever he's perfect Ultron, aka perfect cell yeah. <laughs> don't do that don't do that wait who wait, wait, we got a we gotta we gotta wow George Medina oh man
2: ultra there vision, we go ultra ultra vision, I would I would rather Medina. watch that. That in my head right now is better than anything mm-hmm. I could conceive of that we might actually get.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm with all that. So if you give us like that origin, of like how did he come to be, and it was because he, you know, he was created, then eventually went crazy, and then it was like, I need more power, fought Thanos, got the Infinity Gauntlet, and all this, whatever the case is, and then became one with the Gauntlet. I'm here for that.
0: Tone, take us away with this one.
1: All right, all right, all right. So
3: my my thoughts on how they ended it, right? Because it was very much like out of the blue if this being such a happy episode. What I found fascinating is that when the original, when the when the episode titles leaked, we all thought Party Thor was gonna happen two episodes ago. So Party Thor was supposed to happen, then I think then I think zombies, then Killmonger, and then Tomorrow's. Uh, which which would have vastly changed the tone and made us wait four or so, four or some odd weeks before we finally got a resolution uh, a resolution to it or it would have ended like the other how the other episodes have ended where you just see this extra threat and it's just an extra threat to this universe not to the entire thing and potentially because they decided to make Ultron the big bad they moved it uh they moved it all the way to to they moved it all the way to the end and we only know we have um we know the episode is titled, What If Ultron Won? And we know we only have two episodes left. So I think that was kind of what what had happened. And they realized, like, thematically of what they were trying to set up is why they moved it. Uh, even after Zombie Thanos, where it was really just meant to be that whole... The Zombie Thanos is probably meant to be how in the zombie apocalypse, you know, you can have only so much hope. But, like, it's kind of... It is what it is. Shit's going to be like, what fuck shit's Yeah, essentially be. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, that's what, it, that's what it felt like versus... And it just showed up as a zombie Thanos. Um, but to that, to that point, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do. I'm hoping it's a – all of tomorrow is a setup for how, how Ultron came to be, especially if this is 30 minutes. And then uh, the last episode is when we get the money shot of the Guardians of the Multiverse, uh, Multiverse doing the circular shot like the Avengers do in New York, where we've got Star-Lord T'Challa, Captain Carter, Sor- uh Doctor Strange Supreme, uh, and and whoever else they did, whoever else the watcher decides to bring in so we really focus in on how ultron did what he did at what point are we supposed know? to get gamora so that might be tomorrow so gamora might be the one we get tomorrow cuz gamora has
1: Thanos' <laughs> armor and his sword that raises a good point i, I that's still a, a loose thread that could get picked up later on because that uh that final scene for um it's a well, star lord episode was has gamora in it you know, mm-hmm. and and
3: you know, I think we all thought that. Summa well, no, 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 no.
2: It was it was Peter getting approached by Ego in the Dairy Queen art. Oh a, yeah, the,
3: yeah. So so got that got the
2: fella here again. Still an apocalyptic ending so, in an otherwise upbeat episode.
3: Yeah, and I think that's so. I think that so those episodes, the way they ended, I think um, because this Ultron one was the one that was going to have legs, is why they moved it. Where all the other ones that we saw were just. Pockets in this universe, oh, well, Thanos is going to wipe out this universe, oh, Ego's plan works, you know, like, things like that, and then this is the one that's like, well, uh, Ultron was smart enough to realize he can jump between universes and do damage and become a multi-dimensional threat, Uh, and that's why they moved it, and that's why the Watcher's like, oh, shit, let me get all these people. And that's why we're going to have the last two episodes with, with Ultron. I mean, it being Ultron, him having, you know, Mark, as you had said, having the Mind Stone kind of be the catalyst and the reason why they're able to find each other, it makes sense why he would be the multi dimensional threat where Thanos would, wouldn't would think of that. His planning, his scale was his single dimension to save the world because it was, you know, it was uh, it, not ethical. It was, uh, what was the word he used? Oh, my goodness. Not, not person it's not. It's not. No, Genesis. no, it's no. Random. Efficient. Efficient. <laughs> efficient. There we go. Efficient. That was it. it was But efficient. there, there is, there uh, is. But it wasn't multi dimensional where Ultron is uh, thinks beyond that, and it makes sense that he would be the, be the one. So, well, and I think war is... might be tomorrow.
0: There is one big bad that I am terrified of. That <laughs> hopefully we get him on screen. I mean, you know, this is the guy that I feel like is going to do things. Oh
1: God. For a quick (laughs) second, we thought. You saw me and Tone shake our heads because we were like, "He's gonna pull out some that
0: we're nonsense."
1: Some nonsense.
3: There you go,
0: Mark. (laughs) You got the plug. plug.
3: I've heard people have heard. uh, I've heard like before all these other phases that Annihilus was in play for the big bad of the of the
2: cycle that we were getting, but I mean, we really need
3: all the other. Teams James to do
2: that. James Gunn wanted to use Annihilus in Guardians of the Galaxy, but and rightly so, he didn't, you know, they, they had a bigger arc in mind, so they didn't end up using him. Uh, so, Gunn is very much aware of who Annihilus is, so I, I think, I think yeah, we will get him down the road. The, the trick is, how can you interest people in another universe-threatening event where it's a bunch of CGI bugs pouring out of a rift, and the heroes you know how do you make it comp- again how do you beat the superhero fatigue
0: <laughs> it i i i love this cosplay so this is the plug we're, we're plugging right now for those who are listening mark candle's awesome awesome a nihilist cosplay that has which pong is gonna love peter quill's helmet star lord's helmet <laughs> nova's helmet right there if you see it right there it'd be, Dude, how long did it take you to build this, man? This is just—I
2: have, oh gosh, I got. I'll tell you, you know what? It took a lot of foam, a lot of glue, and, and there's there's more than a dollop of spite in it. <laughs> yes, because oh, um, I, I'm only human. I I don't like like I said, I don't enter contests to win or anything. But I had um, someone had convinced me to submit something for TwitchCon. And what the hell? We were all home. We weren't going anywhere. So I, I built a cosplay for TwitchCon. But my builds are typically just dudes in muscle suits. It's, it's you know, I, I like what I'm doing. Any cosplay that I do, it's pretty much a character that I read and loved in the 80s, <clears throat> Inclu- including Annihilus. The face of nihilist that I used, it's John Burns Annihilus from Fantastic Four 256. And I dude. kept that because I, I wanted to do I I don't just like to do the cosplay I, I like to do the cosplays as if an artist drew it, uh, mm. and and for Annihilus that's that's John Byrne that's like my number one Annihilus artist as with Doctor Doom as well, um, so you know what I uh, yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> <That's> <laughs> bad, um, but yeah that I just did I I think I started building Annihilus, God when. Uh, it it might have been August. No, could it, it some no God no? I wouldn't have been done. Uh no, June, You know what? It was sometime right after TwitchCon, because they I I sat there, I built for eight hours on the camera. I did all this stuff. What I built was I built, and you you guys will probably know this. I built Walt Simonson's Thor from Hella's Curse, the armor Ooh. that he puts on when Hella makes his bones brittle. She she removes the gift of death from him but she also makes his bones brittle so he'll be injured over and over again but he'll never die he'll be a quivering lump of jelly that lives forever and i love that arc it was it was walt simonson's finish of his arc on thor and i i built the cosplay that was what i did if you put it next to what people build for twitchcon which uh twitch is more of a gamer platform so these people are coming in. They've got smoking lo- oscillating lights and these huge scalloped armors that scrape the sky. my my little dude in a muscle suit and a winged helmet's not gonna cut that. so i I wasn't put in for that. and and again, it's fine. I got some exposure. I got some nice folks. I'm doing this. the The whole you know me being on the camera like this is what I learned on Twitch. Not even Instagram. <laughs> a lot. so it it was a good catalyst for me opening up how i get my stuff out there i mean instagram's kind of my jam i'm most comfortable there but uh be that as it may so i was like all right i see you fuckers think i can't build something big (laughs) 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 okay all right there's a spike just just the one time yeah i I can i can play at that level we'll play (laughs) okay (laughs) we're gonna
0: see bro because again you um in in beyond's first first virtual show you did take um home a prize um you had uh, one of the best builds that was there because you did the again it was um from alpha flight which is this guardian um which was really dope the circuitry and all that on there and again you continue to base us with your cosplays that you put out there and it's just like if this is like you know, some people consider about, dude, the, the sky is the limit, like, with what you're going to do. I mean, you're doing phenomenal. And, like, just like with the, the, the again, with the plastics and all that that you're using, the, the, the foam and all that, making it look like metal. And then what you just, what we showcased with Nihilist and Dr. Doom. I mean, the this Dr. Is, Doom, I believe is, that was a runway show, right? That was like a fashion show you were as Dr. Doom, right?
2: No one, no one was, was clamoring for my dad bod ass on New York Fashion <laughs> Week. No one. But I I got involved in this groups called Cosplay Runway. Mm. And they what they did, the person who created it, if if again, you guys are comic fans, uh Mark Gruenwald's wife. Mark Gruenwald, if if those of you out there listening, you you know who and you're Marvel fans, you know who Mark Gruenwald is even if you've never cracked a single book. He's Mr. Mobius. Mr. Mobius is based on Mark Gruenwald. The reason that Owen Wilson's sporting the stash uh, uh, is, is because he's supposed to look like Mark Gruenwald. Uh, Walt Simonson created Mr. Mobius as a, as a homage, as, as it was a love letter to Mark because Mark <laughs> liked the order of the Marvel universe. He wanted to know how tall you were. He wanted to know exactly what Wolverine's bones looked like if you took a. He created the Marvel Universe handbooks. He wanted a detailed encyclopedia look. He wanted to know if you wanted to know what the layout of the Baxter building was, he had this encyclopedic knowledge. Uh, he he wrote a realistic superheroes try to fix the world story a year, two years before Frank Miller and Alan Moore hit the scene with, with Dark Knight and with Watchmen, he wrote as Squadron as Supreme as well. where he used his DC proxies to tell this story about what if superheroes tried to fix the world, it wouldn't turn out very well. Right. So he pulled them um, up? His, his wife. Yeah, there he yeah. goes. <laughs> yep, I had a feeling as soon as he got him, <laughs> I
1: was like, what is he? Nope. He's, he's exactly, yeah.
2: So his, his wife's his lovely woman, Kat Schuler, She, she started this thing where she is, she was a model and she figured out that, you know, there's a lot of events going on out there where cosplay and modeling, the Venn diagram, does meet in the middle there. And she said, there's a place for this. She cross-pollinated. So she put together a show at New York Fashion Week where she mixed cosplayers like me, Dad Bod, with actual models (laughs) who were sporting designer-made cosplays, or cosplay pieces, accoutrements. Where they and they'd walk and so yeah, she got it, she got a um, she got a band that was that was doing a Wakandan riff. She had a, she had uh, oh, nice. body painted models come out as Wakanda. She had a Wakanda contingent. She had the Five O First come out and all of their decked out in their Mandalorian armor oh, and their trooper dope. armor. I mean, it was it was it won it was a big success. There was it was attended by over three hundred people. It was one of the most heavily attended uh, events at fashion at fucking Fashion Week. I'm sorry like, dropping the F-bomb. No, you're you're oh, fine. has always su- been
1: proven to be strong. And
2: yeah. <laughs> it was a big surprise. And and long story short, yeah, she asked me to, you know, they they I, I they wanted me to walk as Dr. Doom. And I said, Yeah, sure. That wasn't on the bucket list, but you know, I gotta <laughs> tell you, it was pretty damn cool. It was a hell of a night, and awesome. uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time, yeah. So well, that's how that that's happened. Awesome. But I
0: think that's awesome because, again, it's showing the, again, the creativity, cosplay, the fashion of cosplay. And, again, congratulations and having that moment again. And, again, we want to thank you for coming on tonight. We want to thank you also, for, again, for participating at Beyond Con two years in a row, um, being a contestant and being a judge, helping us out. Um, Look forward to having you back on the show, back at the con. And let's see you, again, look forward for more of the pictures. And, again, thank you for sharing everyone's there. For people who don't know, um, again, I shared it in the chat. It is in the description. Um, Mark has also been giving people shout outs and everything so this way you can learn about some more cosplayers and all that. So he is a big leader, I say, in in the cosplay community, and he's a uniter. So again, thank you for coming on, Mark. Again, being a guest on the Nerds of the Round. Hope we weren't too rough.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. Thank you guys for letting me bloviate on on – Lord, yeah. on a we're here for it. Yeah. This is usually where, where people talking. glaze over when they get me on that. So, you know, I love we nerding out. It. I can we do five welcome more welcome hours.
0: It. This is, no. this is why we, we actually have to give a limit. We're like 12 minutes over because uh, we could geek out forever. We have done it, we have gone <laughs> to three hours, and it's like, no. We got to kind of get in the But no, anytime that you want to come on, you're more than welcome. And guys, please follow Mark. Give him the love he deserves. This has been another awesome episode of Nerds Around. Um, Next week, we have comic book school. So we may or may not cover what if because they're coming on with their next anthology. We covered their first anthology series. We're going to be talking about their next anthology series. Ari, if you're listening, we're waiting for it. Uh, but we're going to be talking about definitely about their next anthology series, which is um, this. Tomorrow. Oh, and we are live again tomorrow. Thank you, Law. Yes, we yeah. are live again tomorrow. Live again tomorrow. We are doing a table read. We are doing a table read. Tony and Law have some awesome parts. They have the biggest parts. Guard number one, guard number two. <laughs> <laughs> it will be ne- no i think it's going to be fun because again getting to work with mla entertainment with doing this i think this is going to be fun nice exercise and if you want to uh keep hearing us do little voiceovers and everything check out the medusas cascade that comes out every saturday the podcast that's been revving up 40 plus D podcast episodes we have been killing it Tony's has given some awesome speech as galadad galahad um and then law has been killing it as zex which again you hear them going in their monologues and everything and just doing their thing and me i'm just an asshole because that's who i am in the series lovable asshole it's fair but this has been your lovable boy,
1: is debatable lovable is debatable yeah, debatable
0: but this has been your boy sebastian
1: it's your boy law boy tone from
3: across the hall
0: beautiful beat, <laughs> let's play